What's up, everybody? This is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, and welcome to the recap of NXT. And, of course, joining me here, ladies and gentlemen, on The Boochcast, he is the NXT correspondent. He's been woken. Yep. He's been broken. Absolutely. And now he's just broke. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back to The Boochcast, the one, the only, the broke soulless ginger, Mr. Zach Scott. What's up, dude? Dudettes? Yes, it's me, the broke soul. Jitters, uh, Scott, genuinely speaking. I'm not that broke. This car from last week, Vinny, what you think? Ladies and gentlemen, before we get into this recap, uh, we got a few things I'm going to 
talk about one quick thing here, and then we're going to jump into this. If you listen to the AEW recap we did last week, you know exactly what's going on. But those of you who don't listen to that because you hate AEW, you're just an NXT fan like us, we will explain what happened. Basically, last week, on Tuesday, I was sick as a motherfucker. I don't know what happened. I went to work. I thought I could make it through the day. I couldn't. I gutted it out through this through the shift because I'm a man. That's what we do. Um, I basically told my boss, I'll see how I feel tomorrow. But I went home, took a bunch of pills, passed the fuck out. I was not going to make it to the recap. I was not. I had no energy. I was fucking dead. Thankfully, when I woke up on Wednesday, my fever was broken. Oh, what felt like a fever. I never actually checked my temperature. I actually considered taking a COVID test, but I was so fucking tired. And the rules on the take-home test was so fucking complicated. I just went, screw it. I'll just see how I feel in the morning. And I woke up. Fever was gone. Headache was gone. Still had a bit of the cough and everything else, but I was feeling better. I, I still worked from home just to be safe. Um, and then I was able to do the AW recap with Zach. As the days went by, I got better and better and better, which was good because Buff and I had a gig on Saturday and I was able to make that successfully. Everything's good on that front. So as a special treat, what we're going to do for you guys this week is we got not one, but two NXT recaps jammed together. We got last week's episode, May 17th. We're going to be doing right now. Then we're going to have a little break and then we'll come back for the May 24th, which is this week's NXT. So we're cramming them both together into one episode. So the only question is, Mrs. Zach Scott, are you ready to go? I am ready to go, sir. Alright, so let's kick things off with the May 17th episode of <coughs> NXT. We kick things off with our first official match of the evening, but of course, beforehand, Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams let Solo Sequoia know that he claims he's got next, but he ain't getting nothing, because basically he's gonna get his ass whipped after the, the A-champ gets his belt back, and Trick Williams lets us know that in three weeks, actually to be exact, will be Saturday, June 4th, will be NXT in your house. It'll be taking place the night before WWE Hell in a Cell. So, Hell in a Cell's on June 5th, in your house will be on June 4th. And Zach and I will figure out how we're going to get the recap out to you guys on that one, but we'll talk about that off the air, on the air right now. We got our first official match of the evening, tag team action, Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams versus Solo Sequoia and Cameron Grimes. I thought this right here, guys, was uh, actually a really good opening match because I, I really like Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams as a tag team. I'm tired of uh, Carmelo Hayes going for one gold. Why not go for two? Because they'll make good tag team. Good action. Good action. Uh, Solo Sequoia, Cameron Grimes. Eh? Not so much. I couldn't see to get really, uh, really get along in the ring. But in the end, Solo Sequoia, Cameron Grimes wins. <laughs> Absolutely. And all I got to say is I enjoyed the match. I thought it was very well done. Chemistry was great. Uh, I even love the fact that uh, towards the end, Cameron Grimes was ready to hit the cave in, but Sequoia tagged himself in to take care of it all and eventually got the win. He hit the uh, flying solo, which is what he calls the Uranagi, and then hits the splash for the win. So Solo Sequoia and Cameron Grimes win the match. And as Solo mentioned before, he's got next, which is why I'm glad that it's just going to be Cameron Grimes and Carmelo Hayes one on on one at in your house. It's what I was. I felt we should have had at spring break. But no, no, they 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 done fucked up. So now <laughs> we got. <laughs> so now we got this one on one match, which I'm looking forward to. And then Solo Sequoia can get a shot at a later date. So I like it. Um, it was to me just a great, great match, great solid tag team match, perfect way to open the show. Then we cut to the backstage area with Pretty Deadly, who jokes about being scared of the Creed Brothers. Doesn't matter what the Creed Brothers do or face, they can't hold a candle to Pretty Deadly. Yes, boy. Mm-hmm. 
I'm tired of these wannabe fucking Motley Crue goopy motherfuckers. Okay, said that. Bye-bye. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm entertained by this team. I can't stand them. I mean, I mean, they're different. They're interesting. They get it done in the ring. And they're not too spot crazy. So I, I like the team. And obviously, they're going to be facing the Creed brothers at In Your House for the tag team titles. And as much as I'm enjoying Pretty Deadly, they need to lose the Creed brothers. The Creed brothers need to win this match. I, I, hopefully, they do. Yeah. The Creed brothers are overdue for the tag belts. They should have won them when they tried to give it to MS Gay. So, I just hope they do the right thing by the Creed Brothers. That's what I'm looking forward to the most. Alright. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, then. Moving on. Yes. We move on to the next match of the evening, if we even want to call it that. We call it that. We got the Women's Breakout Tournament, a first-round match. Lash Legend versus Tatum Paxley. Meh? Meh. Meh. Uh, it was okay. It was kind of a squash, but then again, one, two, three, Lash Legend. I like the way she pins them. I do, I do too. Although I got to admit, Tatum what? did try to put up a decent fight. But... She did for a minute there, but I was watching it. And I was like, man, this is not going to last long. Yeah. Like right when she tried to go for that electric chair drop, I'm mm. like, bitch, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> what the fuck was you thinking? Oh, yeah, I'm going to take, take this tall big bitch and lift her up off the ground. I'm like, nah. I mean, now I say big bitch. Last Legend's not a, a big, big bitch. I mean, but, I, but the fact that she's tall, there's some weight on it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, she, 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 so whatever she weighs is proportion to her height. So even if you tall, you still got some weight on you so you ain't fitting to just lift somebody off the ground but Laz was still great I love that move where she grabs the leg and does the cartwheel mm -hmm. I thought that was great it's a hell of a lot better than watching somebody just grab the leg and then sit backwards with it like that I thought yeah. that was good and she was very innovative with her submissions like the like the single leg crab in the in the ropes and then like doing that like ed, that ed, that weird edge submission where she takes a leg on the back of her head and does and then like kind of moves a little bit like a torture rack like kind of move but Tatum that bitch was a fighter. Yeah, she is. Like I said, it was still a squash because she could barely get anything done except for that one roll-up where she eventually got, you know, almost a pinfall. But in the end, Lash just made her her bitch, basically. And just yeah. not working. And then, like, she, like, and the thing is, the bitch tried to do the electric chair drop twice. What? You didn't get it the first time. What made you think you were going to do it the second time? Okay? This is Hulk Hogan body slamming Andre the Giant. <laughs> All right? You got no weight enough. It's like, especially with your leg being fucked up on top of that. It's like, you didn't get it when you had two good legs. Now you got one good leg and you think you're going to lift this bitch. Like, Tatum not using her brain. And that's this, that's the thing about a breakout tournament is you know, the brain cells don't catch up to the in-ring moves. But, Moving on? Yeah, I think, yeah, Last Legend eventually, you know, just does like a bro kick, does that sexy pin, gets the three, and Last Legend is advancing as well she should. Mm, absolutely. Yes. And then we cut to the backstage area where we have uh, Duke Hudson, um, you know, getting an interview done because everybody's trying to figure out what Duke Hudson's going to do now that he's um stuck because as we know Persia Parada has been let go as well as Dexter Loomis. Bullshit. So Duke has nothing to do right now. No he doesn't. He got nothing. So nothing. we're trying to figure out what's next for Duke Hudson all of a sudden Braun Breaker walks right past him and, and fucks up his interview. But we know Braun Breaker he gives zero fucks. Uh, none. So we walk out to the ring or Bra Braun Breaker comes out to the ring and he says that as far as Joe Gacy's offer to join him goes he can kiss his 
ass. Breaker is going to put Gay Gacy unconscious. Gacy appears in the bird's nest, and Gacy says he'll face Breaker again, but only if the title can change hands if Breaker gets disqualified. And Breaker agrees to the match. I enjoy this highly. Uh, Gacy, what he's doing right now, kind of, he's creepy, but it's fantastic. Once again, this promo between these two is, is going good, but I still don't think Joe Gacy's ready to be the NXT champion. Well, Not yet. here's the question I have. Mm, of course you do. The question isn't, is Joe Gacy ready to be NXT champion? The question is, is Braun Breaker ready for the main roster? No. And the answer is no, he is not. Please stay there. So Braun Breaker should not lose that NXT title until he's ready. If he's not ready to go, he's not ready to lose the belt. Simple as that. Yep, yep. Because if he was ready to go to the main roster, if I looked at Braun Breaker and thought, this guy is ready for the big leagues, I would say give it to Joe Gacy. Because Joe Gacy at least has a great enough character to where he would make a good heel NXT champion. But Braun Breaker's not ready for the main roster. So with that said, he needs to beat Joe Gacy at In Your House. But I like the concept of Breaker being disqualified if the belt changes hands. Because what it does is it forces Braun Breaker to control his temper. But I, there's no disqualification thing, not really. I was like, but we'll see what happens. My interesting is who's two little uh, members of, of Joe Gacy's posse. Exactly. Um, we'll see what happens, though, but I'm, I'm enjoying it highly, though. Gacy's become way more darker. Yes, and what's make this, and, and, and I like the fact that they put in the DQ because it controls his rage, and the best example of this is a story that Chris Jericho told a while back. Um, oh. At WrestleMania 28, remember when he faced CM Punk for the WWE title? Yeah. Originally, when they were putting together the match, that match was originally going to be a two-minute squash, and Jericho said, Vince, it's the WWE title. We can't have a two-minute squash match, and Vince goes, well, what can you do? You've literally, you've insulted his father on national TV. You've insulted his sister on national TV. You've, you forced, you've covered him in alcohol and even forced some down his throat. You've made this so personal. What the fuck are you guys going to do out there? Hip toss, drop down, leapfrog? There's too much emotion. <laughs> and Vince literally said that. Hip toss, drop down, leapfrog. You, I get it. I get it. I get you it. Can't, you can't have a technical match. No. It's too personal. It's like when Seth and Dean had the Intercontinental title match when Dean turned on Seth. Yeah, they had a great technical match, but the match didn't call for that. It was too personal. There's supposed to be a fight. There's supposed to be bloodshed. He's like, you can't go out there and have a technical match with Punk when you've made this so personal. And Jericho sat there and went, yeah, you got a point. But still, we can't do that. So that's where they threw in. If Punk gets disqualified or counted out, he loses the championship. So storyline-wise, it made sense for Punk to control his anger. I can't inflict pain upon Chris Jericho outside of the rule book. I have to keep my emotions in check, otherwise Jericho wins and gets my title, which is what he's trying to do. So that forced Punk to stick within the rules, and it gave him an excuse to go hit, toss, drop down, leapfrog. Because he had to stay within the rules. So again, they're doing that here as well. It forces Breaker to have to have a technical bout with Joe Gacy. Because he has to control his anger. So Gacy doesn't get what he wants. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is a little thing I like to call, say it with me, Zach, Psychology. Psychology. That's called wrestling psychology. Yes, so, it is. Yes, it is. Okay, moving on. Yes, moving on. So now, speaking of um, Duke Hudson, he's not the only one that got fucked six ways from Sunday for Persia Parada and Dexter Loomis being let go. A little woman by the name of Indy Hartwell is also stuck. 
Well, apparently, Indy Hartwell is ready to focus on herself and is calling out Mandy Rose. Yeah, I saw this. This was a good promo. I don't know if I want to see Indy Hartwell with the title, but these are doing something with her. Here's what I want to say. What? Give her the belt. I say, okay. I say do it. I think Indy Hartwell is incredibly talented. I think Indy Hartwell is a great promo. She's a great worker, and she's oh, shown yeah. that she can go the distance, and she's been, and she's gone through so much storytelling when she was dealing with the way, mm-hmm. when she was dealing with, you know, the, 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 the thing with Dexter Loomis. She could go in the ring. She's a former women's tag team champion with Candice LeRae. So Indy Hartwell, I think, could be the one. She could be the one to finally dethrone Mandy Rose. Out of all the women on the roster, she's the most qualified. She's the most over. So I would give it to, I would give it to Indy. I would do it. Because if not Indy, who? The winner of the breakout tournament? No, Sleepy Chew, but it won't work. I mean, I'm saying Wendy Chew is the only one. Which would be so funny. I mean, I, I would I would laugh my ass off only because <laughs> I, we know it would piss Gator off. <laughs> Why do Bitchy Pajamas a champion? Why do they give her the belt? Why in the hell would they give the bitch with the pajamas the championship? Oh, God, not this again. Okay, don't, no, don't you start this shit. Uh-uh, back in the cage. <sighs> We'll see what out. happens. Okay, so we're moving on right now to the next match of the evening, if we even want to call oh, it. Oh, Jesus Christ. The Viking Raiders versus the Creed Brothers. I got something to say. Go ahead. Fuck you, Roderick Strong. You dipshit moron. You fucked this up. Creed Brothers could have won, but no, 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 no. You had to intervene. And here soon tonight, we might even see a mutiny on Roderick Strong. I am sick of the diamond mind. This was bullshit. This was supposed to be a good match, but no, the fucker had to get involved in costing the match. Vinny? Exactly. I mean, because the Creed Brothers... I was pissed. ...were kicking ass. <laughs> they were beating the crap out of them. Oh, my God. They were like, the, the strength they had lifting like the Viking Raiders off the off, onto the turnbuckle and the drop kick to send them out. The Creed brothers were making a fucking statement. And don't get me wrong, I like the Viking Raiders as well. I do too. As a tag team, they're great. Oh fuck yeah, they're awesome. But still, the Creed brothers deserve the win. Although I will say, there's one spot that pissed me off, and I got I gotta blast the Creed brothers on this one. Uh-huh. What the fuck was up with the cannonball? That's the second time. I don't know. That's kind of dangerous. I mean, literally, <laughs> if you saw it, if you saw it. He he landed right on his feet, and you could tell he hurt his feet. Because keep in mind, they don't wear boots, ladies and gentlemen. They're one of those wrestlers that wear shoes in the ring, which most wrestlers I've learned, especially the old school guys, they frown upon that shit. Seriously, I was sitting in a locker room with Buff Bagwell and Moose, listening to them talk about how they hate the fact that wrestlers, most wrestlers today wear shoes instead of wrestling boots. And you're out there doing a fucking cannonball. That was stupid. Cut it from okay. your repertoire now. Before you injure yourself and screw yourselves out of the tag team titles. Once again. Yeah, stop it. Just stop it. And that's the only negative thing I'll say about the Creed Brothers. That's the only negative. Uh, that, that, that's, that, that's my one complaint. Outside of that, I love this team very much. Oh, absolutely. Um, you and I both are. They're really, really good. I don't know why. Why? Why? Yeah, NXT. Put the titles on the Creed Brothers. They deserve it. The Cannonball thing, guys. I mean, I don't. I thought it funny, but I would be look, looking at it like, dude, instead of doing outside the ring, why don't you do it inside the ring? Or do 
do it in a way to where, like, when you land, it's like you're in the ring, but your back lands instead of your feet. Because if you land feet first, you can hurt your goddamn feet doing that. Yeah, because you your, need your, your feet knees to work. are up to your body, so the feet get more impact when they hit. It's not and like I want to wear shoes. Ju- yeah, and just jumping off regularly can hurt your feet, especially when you get up in age. Take it from me. I never jumped yeah. on the top rope, but one time, just for fun, I grabbed the railings on the. You know, like when you go down the stairs when you were a kid, you grabbed the rails and like jumped the last two stairs to hit the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Thirty-five can't do that no more. No, I don't. I don't even I think shattered, about it. I damn near shat. I twisted both my ankles one time doing that. Fuck that shit. And the other. And I did it while we were leaving a comedy club, and the other comics laughed at me because I couldn't fucking walk anymore. You idiot. Yeah, I yeah, just I walk down now. I mean, like, I don't even go under ladders anymore. I was like, no, you can take your time. I'm like, no, like, why? I, I, I'm not a teenager in my 20s anymore. I'm usually sober when I'm out in public. Anyways. And also how Roger Strong went for the interference, and the Creed brother guy threw him out of the ring. That's what like, cost it. Yeah, it intercepted, and then he does that spinning back kick, and then he hit the Viking Express, or Experience. Sorry, that's that was the name of their finish, the Viking experience, and they get the win, and it's embarrassing. There's gonna be a mutiny. Oh, there's gonna be a mutiny. There needs to be a mutiny because Roderick Strong is fucking up everything. And if he if he fucks up the tag team title match, I swear to God. Uh, or if he, I uh, I like ban him from ringside, ban him from ringside, ban the other guy from ringside. Let these two tag teams have a normal match. Cause I'm sick and tired of interferences. Absolutely. And on that note, we're gonna move on to the next match of the evening. If Maybe we want to call, call it that. that. Yeah, Grayson oh, Waller geez. versus Andre Chase with Bodie Hayward. And... Yeah. Andre Chase did a pretty good job. I felt he gets the crowd over. That dude is amazing. Like, he's so annoying. <laughs> but it works. But he, and he, and here's the best part. Not only does his gimmick work, but he can work. Yeah, he can. He's one of those guys that's so annoying, you forget he can wrestle. <laughs> like, he actually, he has every right to be in a classroom cussing people out. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, it's hilarious. Andre <laughs> this is more funny, really, to me. It was more of a comedic thing. But once again, Grace Arafa won rightfully so. So, God, I hate him, but Grayson Waller, man, he brings the heat. He's good. I thought it was okay, but it was boring. Oh, Grayson's a star. Oh, Grayson a star. is such a great fucking heel. Oh, he's so good. He is. Like, that guy is has the ability to be a heel and make you hate him. And he does it in a way to where it's not, it's not fuck you heat. It's actual heel heat, which is hard for a lot of wrestlers to get. Most wrestlers are either loved or they have fuck you heat. It's very hard as a heel to get heel bad guy heat. Very few people can pull it off. Like your Grayson Wallers, your MJFs of the world, they can get heel style heat where you boo them, you hate them, but they're respected as well for the work. There there are some guys that get heat and they are just fucking terrible. So it's, it's hard to get that today. So, like, Grayson Waller is a guy, they refuse to cheer for him, but he's a phenomenal worker. So That is very, very true, sir. Moving on. Yes, I think we can move on. Grayson Waller eventually you know, gets that rolling stunner, which, again, is effortlessly timed. I love it. He does He does it so good. Yeah. like, like, like He just, he just way to go, way to go to, and he, slides. he just runs in there and, and hits it. But here's the best part. <laughs> it's believable when he, when it happens. That's why I, I love the timing. Like, like you see, like, Chase, he checks on Bodie, 
He then turns around, slides, rolls into the ring. Right as he's rolling in, Grayson dives in, rolls in. And then right when uh, Chase finally sits up is when, boom, he hits the stunner. So it's believable. It's great. He's not sitting there waiting for it. They timed it perfectly. You know they rehearsed that shit. Oh, they did. And I, and I, and I, which as well they should. If I got a finisher like that, whoever my opponent is, guess what? Before the show, we going out to the ring and we go practice, making sure my finish is done in a convincing, believable way. And it's not like you're just sitting there and can clearly dodge the shit. Because I've seen that happen a few times. We have. In the beginning. But now, repetition, timing. That's what Grayson needs to do. Whoever he's working with that night, you go out to that ring and you practice, 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 practice it over and over and over and over again until you get it right. Like it's like it's like a basketball player practicing shots at the court. The quarterback practicing his throws. Yes, or field goal kicker practicing his kicks. He does it over and over and over, repetition till they get it right. You know, kick it, hold the ball, kick. Hold the ball, kick, time the hold. You spin it, get the laces out. Boom! It's that. That is great. The timing is impeccable, and that's what makes the finish great. This is one. Of the, this is a phenomenal match by both men. And now we can confidently move on to the next part. We see um, Ron Breaker uh, walking outside. Duke Hudson pissed off that he got in his way. So it looks like next week, or at the time that we're recording this, it was yesterday. Uh, or I should say after the break, we're going to see um, Braun Breaker versus Duke Hudson. Yes, we will. Yes, we will, sir. And uh, hopefully it'll be a good match. I wish I could see it in the future, but we'll see. I can definitely tell that's going to be entertaining to see. Moving on. Yeah, so at note, we're going to move on to the next match of the evening, if we even want to call it that. No, we do not. We do not? Do uh, not? No, we do call it that. Oops, sorry. I mean, we got, it's the next match. It's another first round match in the women's breakout tournament. Roxanne Perez versus Kiana James. Meh. I mean, it was good. I thought it was a good match. I mean, honestly, I thought the chemistry was good. Um, obviously, it was a bit of a squash, but uh, the only thing I didn't like was I thought the cartwheel thing was a little annoying, but yeah. it was good in the sense that it it made them kind of like one up each other and stuff. But eventually, they got once they got into the wrestling, it was very good. Like Kiana was very good with the hip tosses. I thought she's got you know great movement in the ring. Uh, Roxanne, I thought was okay as well. You know, Roxanne definitely has got the charisma behind her, so she's definitely gonna be a megastar in the women's division. But ultimately, the match was it was decent. I wouldn't call it a great. I wouldn't call it a five star classic by any means. But they definitely did what they could for this match, and especially of course with a you know the Boston Crab that um, Kiana reversed, and you saw at one point she had her hand on the rope, but she quickly let go of it. You notice that? Yeah, I saw that too. It was almost like I couldn't tell if that was like her. I think she was trying to like get like like kind of like support herself. She was because to keep balance, but then realized, fuck, I can't do that because I'm not a heel. Plus the ref can clearly see it. Yeah, that's true. So I that saw was that. kind of like that awkward moment there, but still she let go of it quickly, which was good. And thankfully, there was no botch in that regard. But overall, like I said, decent match. And in the end, it was mostly just, it was too many spots and not enough, you know, at work. That's true. 
I feel like they were. I feel like they were going through the motions more than they were having a match. Yeah, that's a. I saw that as well. It was okay. I just. It was boring. I was like, yeah. Okay, moving on. Oh boy. Yes. So Roxanne Perez um, advances. Um. Then we got. On that note, we're gonna move on to the next match of the evening. Oh Lord. Wesley versus Nathan Fraser. You know the only. Th- I'm gonna say it right now. I'm gonna spoil the whole thing. Can I go ahead? The only thing entertaining about this was Vaughn Winder coming out and destroy and finally making this entertaining. I was like, we're watching a circus act. We're watching two clowns wrestle each other. And I swear to God, I don't like Wesley's hair. I think if you, if you shake him out, it looks like a palm tree. You not like? You're not digging the fro? I'm not digging the fro. Are you digging the fro? I don't know. I mean, he kind of looks like he looks like a basketball player from the '70s. <clears throat> Jerry Truman. Nah. Uh, Jerry don't have that look no more. He did. He did. He had it for a while, but he he eventually had to cut it because he got he got a, he got a job he got a new job, so he had to cut his hair. Oh, I got him. Yeah, he's working at the airport now. In case anybody was wondering, any uh, an update on Jerry Truman? He now works at the airport. So if you happen hmm. to be at Hartsfield Jackson International Airport and you're in the international section, you might see him from time to time. He works the night shift. Okay. Damn, that's a good job right there. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. So he's working at the airport. Now. Hmm. But yeah, he used to have that look. He, like I said, he had he had to cut it. Job. I saw the new. Look and I went, holy shit! Like, yeah, my job made me cut it. But yeah, you were right. This is a spot fest waiting to happen. It was uh, it, him uh, power press slams Lee outside the ring and bounced off the announce desk. I was like, that's gotta hurt. Why are the announce tables? I don't know, breaking. Um, it depends. Sometimes they're set up to break. Sometimes they're not. I think like it depends on like also depends on the impact. Sometimes it doesn't break hard, hard enough. Uh, sometimes they're they're heavily gimmicked that there's gonna be a spot like that. Because sometimes there's a spot where they're gonna put somebody through the announce table. They'll usually gimmick it up. That's the that's the trick with tables. They gimmick the tables to make them break easier. That's why sometimes when they don't break, it looks bad. Okay. All right. I was just curious about that, but this was boring as shit. So, moving on, Mr. Bill Coach. Moving on. Ladies and gentlemen, we're moving on to the next match of the evening. We have the Don of NXT, Tony D'Angelo versus Santos Escobar. Um. Okay. I, I enjoyed it at first. It was back and forth. But once again, what's going on in NXT is too many uh, interferences. And Santos Escobar won because of it. Because Escobar knocked him with a pair of knucks for the win. And from the tone of Vinny's voice, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, do this. We might see a little bit of a pissed off moment. So I'm going to go on silent because my door squeaks and i'm gonna go outside and light up a, a cigar uh Vinny, go right ahead sir what the fuck <laughs> seriously the fuck are you doing you got a guy right here who's clearly fucking over and you want to screw it up for a guy who hasn't gotten over the whole time he's fucking been here no one gives a single fuck about Legado del Fantasma. It's not over. It hasn't gotten over. It's never going to be over. It ain't doing nothing for any of these guys involved. Meanwhile, you got a guy right here. Yeah, he's a stereotypical Italian. He talks with the accent. He talks like a badass. Who fucking cares? It's over, and he's a great fucking heel. And he plays it very well. This is a chance to get a real guy fucking over, and you're screwing it up for a guy who's never going to get over, no matter how many fucking wins you give him, okay? The only way this is going to work is if in the future, they have a match at TakeOver in your house. And he cuts his fucking balls off. He shoves them up his fucking ass. He fucking buries him. He puts ice picks in his fucking eyeballs. He chops up his fucking eyeballs. He sends it to his fucking family so he can eat it for dessert. You got that? That's the only way I'm going to be okay with what the fuck just happened here. 
I'm fucking fed up. Are you fed up? Yes. For Christ's sake, this uh, ain't rocket fucking feel, science. Do you feel better now? Oh, Zach, what you got to say about this Mama Luke? Um, I agree with you 100%. Why can't this just be one-on-one? -on -one? I like Tony B better than I would like to want to be Pablo Escobar. But, yeah. Good start, and once again, shitty finish. That's all I have to say about that, because you basically said what I was going to say anyways. Yeah, fuck this whole fucking match. I swear to God, you ever come to opportunity to become a gangster on TV, do it. Oh, of course. want to be, be Joe know? Pesci. Anyways. Yeah, I'm, I'm the guy they take out back, then they send the dude up in the fucking spaceship, where they rest in peace. Anyway. Stupid. That pissed me off so much. And of course, that was our main event of the fucking evening. And that was it. We just got subjected to this bullshit. That was our main event. I get to watch the Don of NXT get fucked. And not even the common courtesy to give the Don a reach around. I, I need to see how this unfolds. If this don't lead to a some type of stipulation match and in your house where Tony D puts him down once and for fucking all, then you then this is a whole waste and you just bury the fucking guy for the wannabe Pablo Escobar. Well, guess what? Pablo Escobar <laughs> died in the show. It's time for him to die in NXT. But on that note, let me get out of this accent. Sorry. It's hard to stop it once I get once I get it going, it's hard to stop it. Yeah, it is. Don't stop. Yeah. But um anyway, on that note, we're gonna move on here. What we're gonna do is we're gonna take a short break here this will conclude the nxt recap of may 17th and when we come back we'll have your recap of may 24th here on the Boochcast. so you guys sit tight we shall return right after this catch you later
Hello and welcome back. Welcome back to the Boochcast. Boochcast. During the break, we played the song "Ain't No Doubt" by Jimmy Nail. And uh, Zach, <laughs> Zach, I noticed you uh, kind of getting into this song a little bit. I was like, when you were playing it, man, in the background, I could somewhat hear it. I was like, bobbing my head a little bit, even though I'm kind of high right now. But it's okay. I actually, Vinny actually has something good taste for once in his life. Wow, what a fucking shock. Yeah, I, I I've mentioned before, <laughs> I like different kinds of music. Plus, I've listened to this song a lot. Because for a period of time at work, I had this not this greatest hits of the '90s thing, like a playlist playing. Because at the time, there was multiple people in the office, so I had to pick something that I thought would be like a neutral track that everyone would like. Because I didn't have my headphones. Um, but and I try not to wear headphones in case my boss calls me. But I can if I want to. But I, I started getting hooked on, the, and that was and that was the one song I was getting hooked on the most. In fact, if you go to my personal YouTube channel, not the Boochcast one, my personal channel, um, I, I uploaded this video about a month ago. There's I am singing that song at a karaoke bar. Oh, Jesus Christ. She wants to hear you sing. A lot of people apparently do. It's gotten positive reviews. People love my singing, believe it or not. You're the only you're, you're the only one that doesn't. You're the only I one bet. that doesn't like my singing. Everybody else is giving me high praise. Well, probably just because they don't want to hurt your feelings. You do know this is the internet, right? That's true. Zach, no but... one, who gives a fuck about feelings on the internet? <laughs> well, it's also fun to come from a guy who's like Limp Bizkit and Kid Rock. Yes, because they're great, talented bands. Uh, Limp, yeah. Bis- Limp Bizkit is amazing. And Kid Rock is fucking Kid Rock. Then the lies better. From rap to rock to country, <laughs> nobody does it better, my Okie dokie. All right. So anyways. Yeah. And and so yeah, so they're great bands. But anyway, we're we're not here to talk about that, ladies and gentlemen. I just wanted to mention the fact that we played this really kick ass song that I love. But if you go to my personal YouTube channel, it's Vinny Bucci on YouTube. You can easily find me. I have that song. It's called Booch Sings Ain't No Doubt. You can check it out right there. Crowd loved it. It was a great night. And I have another karaoke video that'll be coming out soon I just haven't had time to get it ready I won't I won't say what that song is yet I'll just wait till there's until there's a commercial break opportunity and I'll play it I'll play the song then anyway that was that was Jimmy Nail with Ain't No Doubt here on the Booch cast and on that note we will now commence with the WWE NXT recap of May 24th that was the of course the NXT episode took place last night and we kick things off with our first official match of the evening Idris Anofi and Malik Blade versus Who Dime and stacks. This right here was fucking amazing how good this was. And I mean, the I can't see these guys tonight. Medic Blade and Inafi, they put up a good fight. They they work great together, but the, what is I'm going to hate to say this, the Italian <clears throat> cannoli assholes, uh, two dimes and stacks, they work great together. And uh, good psychology and the finisher with uh, two dimes and stacks was awesome. So now, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to introduce you to the, the dawn of the boost cast. Benny? First of all, let me just say, I I appreciate the title. It means a lot to me. Shows, shows real loyalty. Don't think I don't notice that. Think, don't think uh, I don't notice that. But anyway, great fucking match right here. Okay. Two dimes and stacks. Love the names. <laughs> First of all, that's very old Italian name. They got the, you know, the, the henchmen usually get nicknames. Stacks and two dimes. And the thing that's going to be the most intriguing is I want to know where the fuck they got these nicknames. And that's just how they go. You know, it's like, you know, they got, you know, Jelly, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, Bobby the Fish, Kyle the O'Reilly, you know, they got different names like that, you know, Johnny the Schnoz or Frankie the Fixer, you know, Tony the Lip, they come up with different names, but you get those names from different reasons, like Frankie the Fixer, he could fucking fix anything, any problem you got, boom, he'd fix it, Tony the Lip, he was a good bullshit artist, now, just to be clear, the reason that what makes him a good bullshit artist is not the fact that he lies, because he don't lie, ever, he's just very good at talking people into doing things they normally wouldn't do, in fact, one time his boss said, 
One time his boss said, does that really work? And he said, well, hey, it got me this job. Huh, there you go. The look on his fucking face. Priceless. Anyway, two diamonds and stacks, throw the fucking house down. Now, Enofi and Blade, you know, they they good guys. They good guys, you know. They, they're not, they, they ain't close to being the fucking best. But they they decent opponents. They good. They they go into the back. They go into the bar. Matter of fact, they got him a drink. Let me guess. Let me guess. You guys, you like the fucking Hennessy. Don't worry. I got you hooked up. But anyway, I don't mean Hennessy no sucks. Hey, uh, hey, don't, hey, 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 don't look at me. I ain't the one who fucking drinks it. I like good. I'm a, I'm a bit of a Scotch man myself, but that's another story. I'm a bit of a whiskey, a whiskey man myself. There, yeah, Mr. I know. Donald. Yeah, uh, just be careful. Don't drink too much of it. You don't want that fucking whiskey dick on your ass. That, that, that ain't good. That ain't gonna be good for you. But, you know, hey. Well, Don, you know me, but I, when I drink too much, dude, shit happens, right? Yeah, I know. But look, I, in a better way, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I'm just trying to look out for you. <laughs> but anyway, I mean, I, I, I hear him, I hear him messes with the old Brajul, but I ain't, but I ain't no doctor. By the way, that's an old Italian thing they love to do. They love to medically die. Doctor. Diagnose you and then say, but I ain't no doctor, no shit. <laughs> no, you're no doctor. Yeah, I ain't no doctor. You know, that, that, Maybe that's... doctor dumb. No, that, no, the only doctor I know is Dr. Collier on the Ricky Smiley show. But anyway, good, good, great, fucking solid tag team match. Of course, uh, then you got a uh, San Santos Escobar uh, with Electra Lopez and you know Electra Lopez and believe it or not, you know I like to get a little electric with her. But anyway, they heading down to the ring for because they want to get oh. involved in business. That's none of their fucking business. So they go in there. They decide they go into the ring. And then, of course, you know, they try to cause some kind of distraction, but they ain't buying it. Stacks and Dines hit a double mafia kick. They get the one, two, fucking three. Next thing you know, two Dines and Stacks and win the fucking match. D'Angelo grabs the mic, tells Legato to bring it. And this is one thing I really fucking like. And I'll, I give credit where it's fucking due. Yeah. D'Angelo said, let's fight, and we had a fucking fight. Nobody backed down. Nobody made excuses. We had a big fucking brawl, and the referees and the officials, they hit the ring. They tried to break it up, but, um, you know, easier said than done. Anyway, anyway, Zach, what did you think about this fucking fiasco? Well, there, Mr. Don, um, I do, this was a great fiasco. I mean, the Pablo Escobar, the wannabe Pablo Escobar, and, uh, the two little wannabe cronies, I think they did leave. You know who should come over to NXT to do this old fashioned with, uh, Tony D and his little posse. Who? Sheamus and Sheamus and his two little uh, and two two of his people. Think about it. Oh, you oh you mean the uh, peaky, oh you mean the Peaky Blinders over there? Yeah, the Peaky Blinders take the motherfucker takes on the little Italian pieces of crap. You know, I'm not gonna lie, that'd be fucking entertaining, especially especially if D'Angelo and Two Dimes and Stacks got called up. I like to see that should be the first feud, D'Angelo with fucking Sheamus. And, and think about it with the mob type of style, the Irish mob against the Italian mob one more fucking time. One more fucking time. It'd be entertaining as hell. And Fucked they will go, and, the, and of course, the Irish mob will go over. Just saying. Uh, well, the first, what the part is, I can't even pick a side. You know, I'm half and half. You know, like the, uh, what, what side I take? Well, yeah, of course I know what side you would take. You take you take the side that, like, you burns in the fucking sun. You know what I mean? Like, you just. And there's some people like you that can't stay away from, uh, stay away from uh, pizza and, uh, and uh, cannolis. No wonder you guys are so fucking fat. At least us Irish aren't fat. We're skinny. Well, it's hard to gain weight. When all your food is slurped through a fucking straw, you know what I'm saying? Like you can't really, you can't really do all that. Plus, plus it doesn't make any sense. Y'all are, y'all, you can't criticize us for our cards. Meanwhile, you got the the French fries and the fucking mashed potatoes. Y'all carb it up over there. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. At least we know how not to tell any people. Anyways, moving on. Well, first of all, you have to be sober enough to remember. Anyway, we ain't getting. At least I have fucking fun. You uptight ass motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, you have. 
fun, then you go right to the slammer with piss in your pants. That, that's fucking fun. Yeah. I don't know what I'm you're sorry. talking about. Excuse me. Excuse me for remembering where I fucking put stuff, okay? What are you talking about? I've never been to jail. Hey, don't fucking lie on my show. I don't like fucking you, liars. What are you talking about, man? I don't drink alcohol. They say Tony's a... Anyway... <laughs> <laughs> Alright, we're cutting out of this now, ladies and gentlemen. I'm glad I got that out of my system. We can move on here uh, to the backstage area where Wesley tells Mackenzie that he has to fight guys like Sangha to prove to everyone that he should be here. <laughs> My thoughts exactly. Can I continue? Yeah, that, that, that's why yeah, I paused. Uh, I, I saw this. I mean, I don't know. He's by himself. He's trying. He's trying so hard, but I don't like him. Ugh. I mean, the problem is, he's no, just God, not like not, him. No, 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 no. Talk normal. Sorry, sorry. Hey, hey, like I told you before, it's hard to break out of this fucking thing, okay? Talk normal. Talk I'm like trying. Let, will you relax? I'm trying to transition out of it. Well, hurry the fuck up. I want to hear that greasy talk. Hey, cut it out. I'll let you have your fun during the segment. Let me get into this. So, but yeah, Wesley's just not like him. That's the problem. He he was dull with MSK, and he's dull now. He's trying to do this underdog thing, but here's the reality. Wesley has nowhere to go, and the reason he has nowhere to go is because the Cruiserweight title doesn't exist anymore. It's dead. It's done. It died when Carmelo unified the belts, okay? So Wesley has no future. Once his tag partner got kicked to the curb for being a Nazi, he he got fucked. That's just a fact. He got fucked. Happens to the best of us. So, he's still got a job, he's still working and all that, but as far as titles go, you're never gonna hear, and the new NXT champion, Wesley. And the new, at best, maybe North American? Maybe. And that's a big maybe. That's a big maybe. But the NXT title, never fucking happening. If he goes to the main roster, you're not, you might hear maybe Intercontinental, maybe US, but you're never gonna hear, and the new WWE champion, Wes Lee. Never gonna happen. Sign note. What? If that ever happens, shoot. Me too. Oh, me too. You too. Oh, okay. How about we just? Uh, I don't know. Just. Oh God. Then you just. You, you just. I saw an image in my head of Wesley with that t- world title. You, you fuck. You no. I mean, be honest. I mean, the kid has heart, but no. Yeah. Especially what we're about to see. Yep. And we're gonna move on to that right now. The next match of the evening: Sanga versus Wesley. Me. Yeah. Me. Yeah. I mean, he tried. He tried. Give him. Give him that. He did try. Yeah, it's got hard, but uh, that's it. All he's that's got. it. That's it. It's... And then at the end, the match Zion Quinn comes on in, and for a second there, we thought we was gonna fuck with him. And Sandra came in and saved him. And for some strange reason, Wesley got Sandra's respect. Why? Because he took a beating. Sometimes, sometimes yeah. in a fight, if you can take a beating and keep on coming, people respect that. Even his ribs were hurt. I was like, it's... that's why I'm not. It wasn't a good. And I thought that right there. I was like, okay. I was like, mm, he maybe just a smidge. I was like, all right. He, he's got heart and he's, and he's, uh, he's um, what do I say? He's trying. Well, yeah, and that's, it's, it's like that scene in Karate Kid when he goes, win, lose, no matter. Give good fight. Earn respect. That was... <laughs> That was Mr. Miyagi's point. He thought that if he could put up a good fight against them, he could earn their respect even if he lost. So that's kind of what happened with Wesley. Sangha respected him for having the heart to keep fighting, even though Lee, Lee knew he was going to lose. Like, like Lee might not have believed he was going to lose, but Sangha knew. I can tear 
this motherfucker apart. But I gotta give it to him. He keeps coming. So finally, it took Sangha. I had to finally, like, put him down. But he wasn't gonna just beat his ass like Zion Quinn when... I'm sorry. When did Zion become a heel? Did I miss something? I think he's always been a heel if people just don't like him. I, no, he, no, I know for a fact he has not always been a heel. I know that for a fact. I know Sangha turned babyface when him and Grayson Waller split. Well, I don't know when Zion became a goddamn heel. But either way, it was weird. But anyway, uh, we're gonna get away from this. We're gonna move on to the next match of the evening. We got Alba Fire versus Electra Lopez. I tell you what, there, Vinny, I actually did enjoy this. It was it was good. Two actually not twig sized ladies beat the shit out of each other. And Cara J, aka Alba Fire, I like this better. You wanna know why? Why? She, she doesn't talk. Who doesn't talk? Uh, Alba Fire does. I mean, as as good of a wrestler she is, she's incredible in the ring, but the way she talks, I just just. Well, yeah, her accent's kind of. Uh, Excuse me, but in the ring, well, a fit. I said Flocka Rosa, but also Electra Lopez is too. Yeah, I mean, phenomenal. Are you upset with Electra Lopez? Electra Lopez uh, losing or happy? Or yeah. Um, I'm okay with Electra losing. Okay. Um, you know, I feel like maybe it could lead to something else for her because I feel like she's just taking up space in Legato del Fantasma because this faction's uh, not going anywhere, really. No, they're not. Nothing that's why they need to bring the other people over. So, but after the match, Lopez knocks Jade's popcorn out of her hand because Cora says she was going to go down there and watch Alexa while she was in the back talking with a friend whose name I can't remember right now because my brain is shot. But they're in the back talking about like, oh, the tournament and everything and just getting annoyed with everything in it. But I don't know what the hell is going to lead to, but apparently Cora, Jade, and Lopez have a match next week. I guess we'll see what happens there. We cut to the backstage we cut to the backstage area with Mackenzie, who tells Fallon Henley that Nikita Lyons has to withdraw from the tournament due to injury. Boo. And Henley is getting a bye to the finals. But Tiffany Stratton stomps in and says it's not fair that Henley doesn't have to earn her way in. Henley challenges Stratton to take Lyons' place and face her for a spot in the final. So since Nikita's out, Stratton's in, and she's gonna face Henley in the semifinals. I thought this problem was pretty good. I mean, I like Finn Henley and I like Tiffany Stratton. And I will say this, Finn Henley's better looking than Tiffany Stratton because here's the problem with Tiffany Stratton, Vinny. And I want you to notice closely. What the fuck is wrong with her cheekbones? Who's? Tiffany Stratton. You know, they're kind of weird. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, she's she's got like the blonde look. She's, you know. I don't hate her. I I, I like, I love the hell out of her. I was like, in, in the ring, she's actually, you know, good. <laughs> yeah. She's got a lot of burn. But otherwise than that, sorry. Uh, this promo was really good right here. And uh, and I enjoyed it highly because I like Finn Henley in the ring. I do really do admire her. She's got that country little country girl little badass attitude about her. Anyways. Yeah. But, you know, so, and obviously, you know, Tiffany going in there gives it a fight and whatever. But, and I feel like this. If Nikita is legit injured, which she is, it's an undisclosed injury, which fucking sucks. Might as well let Tiffany go in. You know, it rather makes than sense, get somebody right? a buy. Doesn't really help. Besides, especially if it's a baby face. You want the heel to have a buy so they can get heat. Uh, Henley's not a, not a heel, so this depends. So, cut to the back there again where Damon Kemp tells Julius and Brutus that Roger Stone hurt his ankle, so the match against Pretty Deadly is off tonight. Creeds aren't buying it. Um, <clears throat> sorry. Uh, did you enjoy this at all? No. Me neither. I, thought, I was like, okay, he's out, which is bullshit. And like I said in last week's episode, the Creed brothers need to do their own thing. Okay, I, I, they need to leave Diamond Mine. They can't. The, the, lady, uh, the lady, Rodri, uh, Roger Strong, they need to go, you know, leave that 
fashion and do their own thing. Yes, and what I found most intriguing about this, and I don't know if you caught this too, but um, at one point they said that Brutus nearly blew out his knees and his ankles. Now, Zach, Uh-oh. what was the move they said that Brutus did that almost blew out his knees and his ankles? Uh, okay, okay, okay. Was it a diving elbow? No, no, it wasn't. That wasn't it. Okay, okay, okay. Um, um, okay. Was it a drop kick? Nope, nope, afraid not. Not a drop kick. Nope, that wasn't it. Swamp Tom Palm? No, I wish, but nope, that, that wasn't it. He didn't do a swanton. Hmm. I'm trying to think of this stupid move. God, oh, jeez. Oh, that's right. The cannonball. Correct. Thus proving my point. How was that? I, when I heard that, I was like, no shit, motherfucker. <laughs> that's why you shouldn't have done the fucking thing in the first place. Stop doing stupid <laughs> shit before you injure yourself and fuck your partner. Jesus Christ. Dumb fucking people. Swear to God. Yeah, especially these guys. I like it too much, but. Yes! That was pretty good. I winged that well. Uh, yeah, those are fucking morons. God, uh, the level of stupid I have to deal with watching wrestling is pain. Have you been dealing with me for how long? Too long. Like being... How much stupid shit have I done? More than I can count. It's like being back in fucking retail. All right. Oh, fuck you. Not you. I meant the show. Okay, 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 okay. Moving on. Yes, moving on to the next match of the <laughs> evening, the semifinals <coughs> breakout women's tournament. Moving on to the next match of the evening, the semifinals in the breakout women's tournament. Roxanne Perez versus Lash Legend. All right. Um. No. Fuck no. Fuck no. Uh, I saw that. So I was like, no. I was like, eh. God damn it. And I know why. Because the key to the Lions got hurt. If anything would have come down, if the key to the Lions didn't get hurt, they clearly won one 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 through. Last Legend won one one through. In that tournament, we will see one more time, and we need to see one more time. Key Lions against Last Legend. But no, Nikita got hurt, which is not her fault, and we end up with this hot garbage. So I'm gonna go uh, into my room and do something because the door squeaks. So I'm going to put it on mute, and apparently Vinny very unhappy with this match. So NXT, may God have mercy on your soul. Vinny, go ahead. Shitty booking. I don't know how much, I don't know really what else I can say here other than this is fucking stupid. You got Lash Legend, who is insanely talented. The gift of gab and the gift of jab. And you put this Roxanne Perez bitch to not only beat her, but hit her with a code red for the win. Basically, some type of somersault powerbomb like maneuver to cause her to get the goddamn one, two, three, and fucking bury Lash Legend. Why? Is this, is this bitch fitting to win the whole fucking thing? Is that what we're gonna see? Because the way I'm looking at it, if she does win this whole thing, if that is the, what's gonna happen, if that's what we're gonna see, if that's what we're gonna witness, then all I gotta say is be prepared for them to go for the women's title. That's the only logical explanation that I can possibly come up with is they're going to have Roxanne Perez and Cora Jade go for the tag team titles because there's no fucking way you're going to convince me this bitch is worthy of being the NXT Women's Champion. I'm not convinced at all. At all? Who is at all? At all. This is for goddamn ridiculous that Roxanne Perez defeats Lash Legend and goes to the fucking finals. This was stupid booking and the worst moment of the entire show. Uh... 
Hi, I'm back. Thank you. Hi, and welcome uh, back. So, so then, all of a sudden, we see Toxic Attraction walking through the halls. Next thing we know, they're getting attacked by uh, Caden Carter and whoever the fuck, and uh, Katina now, I guess her name. Caden Carter and the girl calling herself Katana, I guess. Katana? I Katana, yeah. From Mortal Kombat? I don't know. I think that's her fucking name. I have no idea. Yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. They're, I think she's calling herself <laughs> Katana. I don't know. Uh, everybody's going through name changes nowadays. But anyway, Mandy get so, as far away from that as she possibly can because she has a match coming up here and that is Mandy Rose in, in, in a non-title match we should add Mandy Rose versus Indy Hartwell I enjoyed the hell out of it what about you? I liked it I liked it too it wasn't bad Indy Hartwell I mean she put up a good fight and we all know who was going to win she was not going to be a champion think about it if she was going to pin Mandy Rose maybe it would be for a number one contendership and then the process on but well that's what we're saying Indy it, when it once it became a non-title match I honestly thought Indy was gonna win it. Really? Yeah, because it's non-title. So she she could pin Mandy Rose, but she doesn't get the title. Mandy's still champion whether she wins or loses. That's usually an idea where a champ can get pinned in some capacity is usually in non-title matches. You know, you get a she pinned the champion. She's not the, the the she doesn't win the title, but she at least pins the champion to put herself in the conversation for a number one contender spot. That would have been a great way to do that. But even then, they still had all these bullshit distractions, and Mandy still wins. So it was a good match with unnecessary fuckery. You might as well just have Mandy just beat her ass. Then, after, and then after the match, he's celebrating when all of a sudden Wendy Chu attacks her from behind and celebrates holding up the women's title. So uh, she whacks him with her ball sack. <laughs> and then, We're going to get lit. Yeah. She hits her with her ball sack. She's, she's, she's a trans dude now. And she clocks him with the ball sack. And then... She just dumped it. She and then dumps, and then, and then, uh, unceremoniously teabags her <laughs> by by covering her body with her balls. Oh my God! Did you just say that? Did you just pull a Gator moment? Yes, I did. <laughs> God. Why is this bitch wearing pajamas and why is she playing with balls? What the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck is going on? Christ, don't start this shit. That bitch is wearing pajamas. Get her, get, get her in the basket. In the basket. Basket, God. basket, basket, Gator. This is bullshit. I don't belong in the basket. Ball gag. He's gonna kill us. Go get Okay, so. Yeah, so he's in the corner now. Um, but yeah, so it looks like Wendy Chu's gonna become the next, and it could become the next NXT Women's Champion. Oh, what we talked about last week. Um, is it wrong that there's a part of me that wants to see this happen? No, it's not wrong because I can see it now. Oh my god, the phone calls we were good, and the text messages, and everything else. Oh, this man. happens. Oh. Gator's <laughs> not gonna stop calling me. Have his basket. Jesus Christ. See what you started. Okay. Can uh, we uh okay. <laughs> can yeah. we please focus on what's on fan here? What oh. is she doing with the belt? It's actually called a title. A bell holds up her Wednesday. So anyway, um oh my God. 
So we're moving. We're, we're going to move on from this. We're going to move on from this. But again, I want to see it happen. That's what oh, I want to see it happen. That'd be so fucking awesome. So we got the semifinals of the women's breakout tournament. Tiffany Stratton versus Fallon Henley. Uh, We all knew how this was going to end. I mean, Fallon Henley put up a good fight, but towards the end, I think she fucked up her knee. Did you see that? I think I think she had a, uh, a botched but serious moment because she, she was doing fine and she, she just started running. She something she hurt her uh, knee and Tiffany Stratton hit her finisher. One, two, three. Yeah. Gets her finished, gets the win, but still, great wrestling from both women. This mm-hmm. is a solid, good wrestling match. Both women knew how to work. Both women did a hell of a job. I mean, this was amazing action. And of course, after the match, Grayson Waller comes down to the ring and celebrates with Tiffany Stratton, who I'm calling it right now. I think Tiffany has a good chance to win this whole thing. As far as I'm concerned, I never thought I'm going to say this. I'm going to go for the cheerleader over Roxanne Perez. She did not deserve to beat Lash Legend. So I'm going to go for the the, the evil cheerleader heel. Because believe it or not, Tiffany Stratton can move in the ring pretty fucking well. Well, yeah. Well, Tiffany's not really a heel. She's more like a spoiled princess. Still a heel. Yeah. I mean, she's still a heel. Yeah. But I don't think she's a cheerleader. You know what I mean. Yeah. But anyway, so we cut to the backstage area with Carter and Chance. They say they are tired of toxic attraction ducking them and they want a title shot at In Your House. Chu walks in and says she wants Rose and the NXT Women's Championship. Yeah, this right here, that's going to be good. Hopefully, uh, it fucking happens. If all toxic attraction, Mandy Rose, lose her titles to those right there, I'm going to laugh my ass off. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, I mean, I'm, I'm praying for it, man. Dude, uh, same here. I mean, I don't Gator hates Wendy Chu, but for doing? fuck's sake, I don't get it. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls do do that. Let's Sleepy Chew, I find her amazing how she does this gimmick. It works. For whatever fucking reason, it makes no sense to any of us. But it fucking works. And it'd be cool like to see what, something different. Oh my god. I was like, that happens. That's good to be. This is, uh, I don't know. Anyways, moving on. Yeah, we're moving on to the next match of the evening, if we even want to call it that. We'll call it that. We got Von Wagner with Mr. Stowe uh, versus Eichmann Judo. Okay, you know what I did? What? I timed it. Okay. It was four, four minutes and 10 seconds, and we'll never get back. Four minutes and 10 seconds? Yep. Yeah. I think that it went, and, um, First off, boo. What? Was this match boo? This is a waste of time. What I find funny how he finished it. He just basically Mark Ryder got up. Igmajo tried to run, grabbed his jacket, threw him down, hit his finisher. One, two, three. Then all of a sudden, Briggs comes in and saves the day. That was the only entertaining part of the whole match was Briggs coming out to beat up Von Wagner. So maybe next week you finally see Von Wagner go against somebody his size. I don't know if it's gonna happen next week or if they might drag it out to in your house and make a pay per view. I know you don't like Briggs' attention. I do. I like Briggs because Briggs is a badass. I'm He's... sorry. I'm sorry. Hold on. Rewind. When did I say I didn't like Briggs and Jensen? You didn't like the characters. You didn't like when what did was I say going that? on. You didn't like the guy trying to get laid everything with Jensen. Well, yeah, Remember? I thought, no, I thought that gimmick was lame, but I never hated the tag team. Oh. I never hated Briggs and Jensen. I just thought that whole trying to get laid thing was fucking lame. I love, as a tag team, they're fucking great. I love the gimmick of them as a team. What I don't like is Jensen struggling to get freaking laid. I think that is stupid, but no, I'm a fan of this tag team, bro. Oops. Yeah, never. I never hated the tag team. Just the fact that they're doing, they're pulling the whole, I can't get laid crap. Let's just fucking get in the ring and fight. That's what I liked about them. They were, they had that redneck backyard, you know, you know, come on, some bitch. Hey, to tell you the truth, I grew up with a lot of guys like that. Yeah. I mean, wanna wrestle? Bitch, I make you squeal like a piggy. That's what I, I like that shit, man. That, no, that just. Yeah, yeah. 
it, it's the whole striking out with the ladies right thing that's lame. Yeah, I know. But All right. Anyways, anyway. moving on. Yeah. We cut to the backstage area with Toxic Attraction. Rose calls Wendy Chu a joke. Jane adds they are going to send Chance and Carter back to Munchkin Land. So, <laughs> this, this was actually made me laugh my ass off. I thought that was pretty funny. I was like, okay, when it goes, I'm going to kick your ass back to Munchkin Land. I was like. <laughs> so it looks like I, the ch- <laughs> I think the challenge has been accepted, but here's what I'd like to see happen. Mm. I think that they should hold a six-woman tag match. Okay. Toxic Attraction against Chance, Carter, and Wendy Chu. Mm-hmm. With all the titles on the line. Basically, whoever gets pinned from Toxic Attraction, they all lose their titles. And what I'd like to see is either Chance or Carter pin either Jane or Gigi. That way, Mandy Rose loses her title without being involved in the decision. And Wendy Chu gets the title without ever beating Mandy Rose. That way, it protects Mandy. Wendy gets the belt, and she can brag about being the women's champion and doing her goofy little thing. But Mandy's pissed off because it's like, you never beat me. Comedic-wise, I think it'd be perfect. I don't know. What do you think, Zach? Should they do that or go another uh, round? Yeah, they should do that. I think it's brilliant. That would be a great way to get the belt off of Mandy without her being pinned. And then at some point, she tries to go for a rematch. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Sorry about the moment of silence. Apparently, it hit the wrong button. The sound came on. Oops. But yeah, I did enjoy that. I did. I mean, we're going to see that happen. And if uh, that tag team and Woody Chu, I think they should start their own faction. Oh, yeah. Totally. All right. All right. All right. All right. Right. All right. Moving on. Moving on. Yes. We're going to move on to the barbershop. Right, no, yeah. we're not talking about the Brutus, the Beefcake Barbershop. We're talking about the, uh, the <laughs> Urban Barbershop. Bravo. Bravo. With uh, Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams, you know, chopping it up at the barbershop. Because that's what they do. That's what, cause that's what black people do with the barbershop. They they do more than just get a haircut. That's where all the gossip is. That's where all the oh. guys. That's where the it's kind of that's where the men go to gossip. And they they all they do is cut hair and talk shit. So not like us. They, we don't talk. We don't cut hair. Yeah. So we in there doing that. Yeah. That's the difference black people barbershop and a white people barbershop. At the white people barbershop, we just getting our hair cut. That's it. The only talking we doing is telling them how we want it cut. Pretty much. There's not a lot of conversation going on. No, there's not. So we deal with all that. Next thing we know. Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes. Walks into the barbershop, sits down, and lets Carmelo know that he plans on, you know, proving that he earned this championship. And he says, Carmelo goes, I'm the A champion. And Cameron Grimes says, no, you're just A champion. Who lo- who now lost it to the champion. And <laughs> he announces next week he's going to face uh, the Fraser spot monkey guy to prove that he's ready to take on Carmelo Hayes. I don't know. Great fucking promo right there. He just, co- like, for a white dude to go in there for a for a barbershop for black people and sit down. That takes balls. No offense. Yes. No, it does. <laughs> was, you gotta have balls I, I to go into you, a black barbershop, sit down, and try to talk shit. Especially the same way with, if, uh, if uh, there was a barbershop for white people and a black guy walks in. They'd be like, whoa. But, but it's just, I'm not trying to be racist, but you know what I mean. No, I know. This so now they'd, be like, they'd be like, who let the white boy <laughs> into the barbershop? I did go to a black barbershop one time. Yeah. Um, what was it like? Um, depends. I, I was the only one in there and he walks in. Well, the first time, I actually there was a guy went at this special type of school and he said he charged only eight bucks for a haircut. My hair was driving me crazy. I had ten bucks on me. So I go there, I knock on his door, and the first thing he just looks at me, and the first thing I said, you know what I t- asked, can he cut a white boy's hair? And guess what? No, he just looked at me sideways and, 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 and like, yeah, I can do it. I can do it. And he did. He did a really good job. I was like, I was like, Ugh. I can't, he 
kept on asking, is this your real hair color? I was like, yes, it is. I get asked that by, um, not white people, but, you know, other races. I was like, is this your real hair color? I was like, I have a beard. Look at me. But anyways, I thought that was just, because the barbershop, that story came to my head. So I went to a barbershop one time, the black barbershop one or two times. And he just do as good as, do as good as the white barber. Just saying. <laughs> anyways, I don't know why we went there, but it was still on the topic of a barbershop. Yeah, it was cool. No, that's fine. Ain't that big a deal. Um, but okay. on that note, we gonna move on to the main event of the evening. This is a non-title match. Uh, Ron Breaker versus Duke Hudson. Uh, this was actually really, really good. I enjoyed the hell out of it. I enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. And, uh, mm-hmm. It was good. It was good. Good psychology. It was physical. It wasn't nasty. They they uh, watched out, and uh, all of a sudden, Gacy had to show up, and Ron Breaker, once again, loses his temper, and it gets disqualified. Benny? What's funny is that he looked like he was about to swing it again, but um, he stopped himself from, you know, really destroying him, but then realized he got disqualified. That's when it hit him. If he does that at In Your House, Joe Gacy becomes the new NXT champion. Yeah. So I well, thought this was phenomenal storytelling. So it, in the end, yeah, this whole it, card was good. Yes, it was a stellar main event with a finish that makes sense because it's telling the story building to the title match. Like we said, Duke Hudson's ain't got shit to do right now. So it makes sense to use him as a pawn to tell the story between Braun and Gacy as we're heading into uh, In Your House, which is going to be in about a week. Apparently, yeah, next Tuesday is the go-home before In Your House. In Your House is June 4th. As I mentioned before, um, as they reminded us on the show when they went down the list of matches, so we got a big event going on here. So yes, we do. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. So that's an important aspect of the paper to look at because we got that go home next week. So this was great storytelling for that. So so expect next week to be filled with a lot of promos and a couple matches. Overall, you know, pretty good NXT. Loving the the mind games from Gacy and everything oh else God. that's going on and Ron Bray especially with the fact that he found the picture of him and his dad from years ago and the football game where he where he scored that you know 85 yard touchdown but his dad broke his promise about being able to make the show because he was wrestling in Japan. So it was, it's great storytelling. Because Gacy realizes physically he can't beat Braun Breaker. But if he can mess with him mentally, he got an, he's got an advantage. So this is great old school style storytelling. And I love it. Yes, 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 yes. I did enjoy this card, sir. It was actually better than last week. I promise you that right now. Oh, it was so much better. So much better. So much better. Very true. And that, ladies and gentlemen, will conclude uh, the recap of NXT from May the 24th. That'll wrap up this overall episode. Episode. So, uh, Zach, I thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us, and I look forward to seeing you on the next one. Absolutely, man. I'll be here. I don't have any other choice now, do I? <laughs> Not really, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so make sure you guys follow the Boochcast. We are on Anchor. Anchor. Spotify. Spotify. Breaker. Breaker. Google Podcast. Google Podcast. And iHeartRadio. And iHeartRadio. Pick your favorite host site and follow us there, or be a super fan and follow us on all five hosting sites. Also, like us on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com slash The Boochcast. We have archived episodes of the show as well as great content. You can check out the replay. It's on the uh, Facebook page of our Owen Hart episode of Dark Side of the Ring. Uh, yesterday, um, actually well, two days ago at the time you're listening to this, uh, Monday, May 23rd was the 23 year anniversary
anniversary of the tragic fall of Owen Hart. So yes, you can check, yes, so you can check out the uh, video done by myself, Elvis Linsky and Desmond Dagenhart, where we talked about the final days of Owen Hart. That's on the Facebook page. Check it out. Also, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Boochcast. Get the latest tweets, photos, and videos. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel and uh, see all the great video content we have for you guys. And be sure to hit the subscribe button and ring that bell to be notified so you'll know when future content will be posted. Also, follow us on Twitch. Go to twitch.tv slash theboochcast. That's where we do our live wrestling watch parties. Our next watch party will be Saturday, July the 30th for WWE SummerSlam. Yeah, we'll be, yes, we'll be doing a big, huge SummerSlam watch party. It'll be done in one of two places. It'll be done in Nashville, Tennessee with myself and Buff Bagwell, or it'll be done by the team here in Georgia when they get together to watch SummerSlam. But either way, Saturday, July 30th, be on the lookout for the WWE SummerSlam watch party at 8 p.m. Bootleg link for the show will be available on our Twitter page. Also, we got our live D&D show coming soon. Uh, working out a lot of kinks, a lot of crazy shit, but it is on the horizon, so be prepared for that. Also, we got the Boochcast booking battle between myself and Elvis Delinsky. And, of course, another big surprise coming soon. Also, uh, you guys can support the Boochcast by going to anchor.fm slash the Boochcast slash support. Become a supporter of the Boochcast. Support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. We have three levels you can donate at. The first level is for 99 cents per month. This is for fans who want to donate but don't have a lot of money to spend. They know you got bills to pay and mouths to feed. So the best thing you can do is listen to the show and spread the link to everyone you know. Just do that and you'll still be helping us out. But if you still want to put a little skin in the game, the 99 cents level is for you. Why is that? Because 99 cents, you're not going to miss it, but it'll help us out a great deal because every little bit donated to the Boochcast helps us allow it to continue to grow and thrive. But if you got some extra spending cash, you can go to the second level, which is for $4.99 per month. Same amount of money you would pay for a Peacock subscription. I know a lot of you guys out there aren't fans of the Peacock, so don't give them money. Give us money. We got better content than Peacock anyway. And we got the third and final level you can donate at, which is for a mere $9.99. Same amount of money we pay for a WWE Network subscription here in the United States. Ever since it got sold to the Peacock, you got nowhere to put that $9.99. Take that $9.99. Bring it over here. We got better content than the network, and unlike the WWE, we actually care about our fans and are dedicated to giving the people what they want. You have the option of paying with a credit card or with GPay. And all the money that we raise goes back into the show in some capacity. We use it to upgrade our equipment. We use it to bring in bigger name guests, pay our bills, and take care of all the guys who work very, very hard on the air and off the air to make the Boochcast a success. So if you got a favorite co-host and you believe they're to be paid for their hard work, anchor.fm slash the Boochcast slash support is how you make that happen. And then, if there's any money left over, when it's all said and done, we use the rest of the money to feed this guy ramen noodles, and we try, 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 and try, try, and try to get this loser laid. And until next time, this is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, saying keep on living life and take care. This has been The Booch Cast. Talk to you guys next time. Until then... Pizza, baby. Well, I see by the clock on a wall that it's time to bid you one and all goodbye. Goodbye. So long. So long. Farewell. Farewell. Adieu. Adieu. Be good. Stay well. Bye-bye. Keep warm. Relax. Eddie. Take care. Stay loose. Adieu, mon vieux. À la prochaine. Goodbye till when we meet again. <laughs>